0: We're back. The 12 days of best ball continue. We did a solo show Monday. We had Bime for Tuesday, Matic yesterday. And today it's my ship chasing brother, Pat Corain. We're not even 12 hours uh, distance from our last live stream over on ship chasing. Today we are going to draft a best ball mania two team on underdog. And then we will give away a hat to one of the good people in the chat. Let's do this bro i'm telling you hop in these drafts when these idiot streamers are trying to draft and talk to the chat at the same time it's so plus ev bro oh no i think i i accidentally just took Kenyon drake and josh jacobs what do we call that a no-no <laughs> no way you don't have to set your lineup that's incredible and recently eclipsed 23 and i'd much prefer it to be in the more 21 to 22 percent range NBC Sports Edges, Pat Corain, how are we doing? Doing good. Excited to draft again, Pete. It's uh, As you said, it's been almost half a
1: day, so we got to get another one of these going.
0: Yeah, uh, we are giving you your fix of drafting. I'm doing a best ball draft every day uh, on stream until I believe the Friday before Labor Day is uh, what I decided I I would do for some odd reason. And then Pat and I over on Ship Chasing, which you guys should definitely subscribe to, the link Is down below. We do season long high stakes drafts over there. And we are during a stretch now of five main event drafts in five days. We're doing one tonight with Crack Rock and our buddy and co-host Ben Gretsch. That one's gonna be really good too, Pat.
1: Yeah. The Crack Rock Draft was our best team ever. We finished, I believe I forget exactly where we finished top fifty in the main event. Uh, last
0: year with that team and we're managing teams for I believe five years now. And uh, one thing that happens is Pat and I get in a very kind of overlapping group mind mindshare. Uh, I mean, we have our little things that we'll see stuff differently, but normally fully on the same page. So getting to do drafts with other owners last night we did it with two uh guys from the Deposit Kingdom Discord Silas and Gormanji, and we get pushed in different directions by other people's kind of takes and uh opinions and I think that makes it so fun and also prevents us from drafting the same guys over and over.
1: Yeah, it is it does help um we you know we got Barkley last night uh out of the out of the 111 we went uh Stefan Diggs and then it came back around and we were kind of thinking Ridley, but uh, Silas, the one of our co-owners from the Discord, really wanted Saquon Barkley. So we grabbed him. Then it turns out we're in an extremely run running back heavy room. So the fact that we got Barkley ended up giving us an enormous amount of flexibility, whereas Ridley, we would have had to make a suboptimal running back pick later. So that's an example right there of kind of a,
0: a co-owner decision that got us on a really good construction. For sure. And uh, I did just register us here for this BBM2. I can already tell this is going to be way more of a fens- friends and family draft than the previous couple I've had. I see Alhambra who gets the 101. Uh, I see Clay. I see Herd fan. I see Casey. So everyone's out. This is going to be a-, a ship chasers kind of draft, Pat. Now, with BIME 4 on Tuesday, we had the 102 and we got funky with an- a Devontae Adams team what direction are are you leaning here with the one oh two?
1: I've still been going Cook. Um I've considered Camara as well. Um just because I think his ceiling is extremely high. Like his ceiling might rival McCaffrey if everything goes his way. Where I feel like Cook doesn't have that pure if, ceiling.
0: Uh- uh, I, I would be down to, I don't actually have a ton of Kamara shares. Are you rooting for uh Winston or Hill specifically in that Kamara outcome?
1: I'm rooting for Winston. And then it's like, you know, you've got Callaway stretching the field and you might have Kamara almost like the underneath receiver. Like I think he could, he could be in that kind of high volume of role. At least it's possible.
0: So uh, do you want to give a, Thomas
1: are huge, obviously
0: you want to give Kamara a shot here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the the thing too is, you know, Kamara will be able to uh, get two interesting uh, wide receivers there if if Kamara is generally going at pick one, four, one, five, if you're able to kind of sneak in a faller. Uh, although in this room, it probably won't be possible. It's probably all the, the wide receivers we normally like there will be long gone, but we shall see.
1: How many uh, friends and family drafters are in this? <laughs>
0: It's, oh yeah, and I recognize, I I think it's like at least 75% friends and family. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, Willis Willis, uh, points out that technically I should have taken Antonio Gibson.
0: Yeah, Pat was getting heat last (laughs) night on Twitter because he wrote an article where one of his targets was Antonio Gibson, and now Pat has not subsequently (laughs) taken Antonio Gibson in every single draft, and therefore he is a fraud. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I got exposed. Tout's
0: exposed. It kind of reminds me of a time when, I don't know, someone might have said that they only had like 12% LaVisca Chenault instead of 20% 20 and then was uh, (laughs) told that he hates LaVisca Chenault. uh, How does it feel with the shoes on the other foot, Pat? It's not. Well, that person wasn't funny and charming, so it, it didn't work as well uh yes alan is that actually you uh i misread uh his name uh <laughs> last yesterday i still shimmy coco pop i think is the correct name but i did say i Paco. think it's. i think i said shim my coco uh <laughs> i can't keep track of all this stuff there we go someone with convinc- conviction on antonio gibson there takes him at Good. the one two turn it's nice Gibson Taylor, yeah.
1: So this room is not... I mean, I'm not worried about this room at all right now.
0: That's true. All all I'm seeing is green. You're right. It's not a ship-chasing draft unless Calvin Ridley's going 104. Right. I mean, it's all very conventional right now. Travis Kelsey. Why is Travis Kelsey
1: falling? I've been doing some best ball manias that did like probably four or five best ball mania drafts yesterday. And I got Kelsey in two of them like around this range, like at the
0: 110-ish? I I have no idea. Um, I mean, I think all the picks here uh, are defensible. Uh, I mean, we talked a lot last night. I mean, the three pass catchers or receivers and then Travis Kelsey. I mean, I always feel good coming away with one of those. So if people shuffle them up a little bit, um, I will say I've gone through waves where at first I was like, didn't mind passing on Kelsey a little more because the tight end values were so nice. This was even back when like some of my targets like Everett and commit were much cheaper. And so I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't mind w- uh, waiting a little bit on tight end. Now tight ends are kind of drying up more and I'm starting to like the Kelsey mm-hmm. and elite builds even more.
1: Yeah. And if you're at the 110, you're not going to get Kittle all the way back. Most likely I've seen it happen like once, but yeah. Um, but for the most part, if you want that build, you gotta grab Kelsey. And then at that point you're you know, potentially you're not passing on Diggs and, and Hill and Adam. So it's pretty sweet when it happens. Uh what do you think? Jefferson here or do
0: you want to do do someone else?
1: I'd be I would be down for Jefferson or Waller. Do you want to do yeah. Waller and then we can get Lamb or Keenan or Jefferson? Yeah.
0: It is definitely, I think we'll be completely happy. I'm going to guess Alhambro goes Jefferson and Lamb would be my guess if I know him. Uh, he might mix it up, but we'll get one of those three. Jefferson. He goes Jefferson and Lamb. Look it. I got you. I got these guys pegged. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very happy with uh, with Keenan in, in drafts. I, I don't know. He he's someone that I get excited about. Also, Herbert is always one of the biggest QB follower fallers relative to ADP. Uh, so that stack ends up being cheap and nice. Uh, I don't know. I'm Keenan doesn't feel super sexy, but I feel like he should be more of a sexy selection. I do too. And if you just like eliminate
1: the game where he had, you know, where he shouldn't have played, where he basically lied to our faces and said, oh, play yeah. me in fantasy. And then we did. And then he, absolutely torched us um if you just take that game out he had like 20 fantasy points a game in ppr last year so i mean he was a stud you know and i think that kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth a little bit um i don't know i think like basically if he had sat one more game his adp might be more like the late second
0: I would say the room uh, finally came around on wide receivers here. Before that CEH pick, uh, what, uh, 10 straight, uh, nine straight wide receiver selections?
1: Yeah, DJ Moore in the
0: third round is more what I was expecting this room to do. So, yeah, let's see if Papa Roach stays true here or goes with uh, Godwin. I'd love to see Papa Roach go with another running back here. Is Papa Roach. Um, I don't, I don't there. recognize him, but we will cut his team oh. into pizzas. There we go. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Could write you could write for Ted Lasso. Yeah. Cut my team into pieces. This is my last running back selection. <laughs> Suffocation. Starve the beast. <laughs> you called it. What do you think our our draft with Crack Rock tonight? I I feel like this year we might even... I feel like we might even be more different strategy-wise than we were last year. Last year, we kind of also just rolled over to a couple of Crack Rock's selections. You know, he invited us to do this draft with him. This year, I think, could be more lively with some debates. What's our draft slot? Uh... That's actually a good question. Let me uh, let me pull that up. I just got the placeholder event uh, on, and I can see what we are doing. Draft board. We are picking eleven. God damn it! That's what is up with our elevens, dude. Pat and I, for those of you who don't know, we bet we do these FFPC high stakes main event drafts, and we've literally non hyperbolically <laughs> and like 90 percent 11 uh draft slots it's it's getting old our first main was from the 11
1: the second main we did was from the 11 then we did a football guys from the 11 <laughs> then our sixth main was from the 11 and now our seventh main is from the 11 so four of seven main events have been from the 11 and we've had a football guys as well yeah,
0: it's uh, four
1: four of eight. Literally half, literally half of our eight FFPC FFPC drafts have been from the
0: one eleven. Um. Oh, we're up. This room is dried out. Judy. I mean, I don't mind taking Judy. Judy. Yeah. We gotta. So explain explain your analogy for these kind of draft rooms, Pat, for the people who haven't heard it on ship chasing, because I think it's the perfect analogy for p- someone going, "Well, how can you take Judy six slots ahead of ADP?" the avalanche analogy.
1: Yeah. So when you're in this room, right, you've got to get enough wide receivers. If you get locked out at running back in one of these rooms, it doesn't matter because you're going to be in getting like in the last rounds, so there's actually quite a few running back flyers that are pretty nice. But You can't get locked out at wide receiver. If you do your team's dead. So it's like, you're skiing down this Hill. There's an avalanche coming behind you and you, you can, You can take a little detour. You can kind of swing on the move. You can swing and you can scoop up a running back, but then you got to get right back down or you can scoop up Darren Waller, but then you got to get right back down. If you like pause and grab a cup of coffee with uh, Josh Jacobs or whatever, you're going to die. The avalanche is going to come crashing through your cabin and that's going to be that. So you got to always be on the move. You got to always keep going downhill with those wide receiver selections.
0: There you go. Let's see if Alejandro keeps heading downhill here. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Adam and Adam Thielen. Uh, you wanted to uh, make it back to back Odell Beckham selections within twelve hours. Sure. Anyone else that you would consider here? Boyd. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or fr- or frankly, uh, Debo. I think Debo would be fun here too.
0: Yeah. Neither. Neither of those guys are are making it back. I, I prefer. I think I prefer Beckham, but uh yeah, it's we got we gotta keep skiing. We gotta keep skiing here. Gotta keep skiing, man. Um also for the people, uh, I believe it was Monday. You guys were loving the ASMR of my melting ice cubes in my cold brew cup here. Listen to this for you guys. You guys like that? I know you like that. I like getting you all the the little goosebumps, the hair. Just raising on your neck. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like a good time to say we are giving away an underdog hat uh, today. I will put that form in the chat right now. You fill it out. We'll uh, draw a name. And I will send you previously unearthed recordings of me. What? What? Me with my glasses. This is an ASMR stream now. Silas, I think that was completely organic. I think uh, that's just how it, it sounds when I bring the cup up to the mic. Nothing about this was forced. See, this is this is how I become an OnlyFans streamer. I start giving in to suggestions like this. <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as I just sit here uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> what if i just muted you it just made you sit here for an hour why why do fully artist sounds like and i this. just and i just put pig suggestions in the private chat. <laughs> okay this is <laughs> i mean this is what's not fun like like pat you were posting best ball mania drafts uh from yesterday josh allen going 101 uh, Marquez Calloway going at the one-two turn, and now we're in an we're in a classic June ship chasers draft when Lavisca is going in the fifth round. Yeah, well, this
1: is so one of the tricks that I've been trying to do is waiting like fifteen minutes during these streams and then entering a Best Ball mania because all the sickos are gone; they're all distracted. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been great. Um, I don't. I think maybe I. I was doing one. I, I wonder if the cast was distracting people because there was one in the mid- in yesterday afternoon that was like the softest Best Ball Mania I've ever been in.
0: <laughs> well, so. I might have been in a Best Ball Mania draft while recording the cast yesterday, but it wasn't <laughs> the softest one I'd ever been in. Okay. I mean, they're, they're not like... I would say they're not like insanely soft
1: where it's not like DraftKings or something. You're seeing a few teams come out looking awesome. Like they've got like hyper fragile constructions. They're really well built. And then a few teams are just completely dead. Like four quarterbacks, seven running backs, like three tight end. I literally had, there was a four quarterback, seven running back, three tight end build. Um, And so you're just like, Oh sweet. Like there's only 11 teams in this league. Um, But some of the other, the, some of the other drafters in there are still quite strong.
0: I think I, uh, I think I I sabotaged us by making you do the avalanche analogy right when some people might have started scooping some running back
1: value. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that's true. Why did why did I tell everyone right as the avalanche was starting what was happening?
0: Yeah, it uh, it got I pretty feel gross. Fine, though. I feel good. I do too. Um, we are going to be on the clock here. I I almost think we should. I love. I mean. Here. Yeah, I was gonna say Fuller, uh, our guy uh, Devonta Smith, as well. Uh, All Hombro is gonna take whichever of those we don't take, but let's do Fuller. Fuller finally back at practice. There was the clip of him, you know, running some routes. I thought it was hilarious that people said he looked incredible. I mean, he was just <laughs> jogging down the sideline, but it is very good to see him back. <laughs> this Murphy. Quiet. All right, Pat. We're we're on the clock again. I I think at this point at pick seventy four, uh, I think I'm willing to take the Miles Sanders plunge. Oh, I would I would take DJ Shark. I don't understand the discount on him at all. All he's, right, we can do he's, Shark. He's still the exact same guy. And the yeah, and the other thing, did you see that uh, Marvin Jones has a uh, AC sprain right now too? I blurbed it. <laughs> Did I see it? I'm the one who wrote the book on it.
1: (laughs) I'm how you know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, NBC Sports Edge getting in my head already. So I I do. Yeah, John, I would have been completely fine with Sanders. Uh, I also still think uh, even I need to be reminded again at times that the best value in every round uh, for the rest of this draft is going to be a running back. And the gap in palatable wide receivers is going to continue to widen. So I think Pat was actually correct in pushing us uh, to another wide receiver there. I mean, we got we just had Rondell Moore go at pick 78. So, the yeah.
1: You can get like, you know, we can fill the rest of our wide receivers at some point with dart throws. But it can't be like wide receiver five and on. You know, like if your wide receiver seven plus or dart throws, I think you can survive it, but it's just not enough. Yeah. Cause we, we took our team. We went running back tight end. So there's teams here that are going to be good at wide receiver that are going to be winning the flex with a wide receiver. Uh, we want to be able to be at least, at least in the mix there.
0: Yeah. Let's see here. Casey does end up getting Miles Sanders, obviously a very good price. And that's, what's, what's so funny too, is y- you can, you can be like, oh my goodness, I I got this running back value, uh, you know, relative to most other draft rooms, I got him twenty picks after ADP, but in this specific self-contained room, you're way behind the eight ball at wide receiver when you are mm-hmm. scooping those values. So it 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 kind of offsets itself because you still have to advance from this room to be able to take advantage of you know a, a, a cheap running back uh, in the larger field stuff. Right. There goes Elijah Moore. That's actually a pretty decent value on Elijah Moore. Yeah, it's weird how I I will. Elijah Moore's ADP was weird, you know, because he shot way up after, you know, he was tearing up camp, all the rosy reports. Then he got injured and Corey Davis looked so good in preseason that then he kind of dropped back down uh, to like pick 108. Right. And what also happened is he led the
1: charge on the rookie love. There was a period where Rondell Moore and Terrace Marshall were still far, far cheaper than they are now. Um, especially Terrace and Elijah was like the only rookie with any steam, and then those two guys have gotten a lot of steam since, which we knew would happen. Especially Rondell was like the easiest steam lamp of all time. Um, so those guys now, it's like if you're not wanting Elijah because of all that stuff you mentioned, then you can just take Rondell. Like it's an easy. There's other guys to go to.
0: Yeah. This is, this is a very funny board right now. Um, I can't. I, I, I think we have to take a gross running back. I think we take Josh Jacobs. I think this is very, Dude, very on, nice. Man. You can't bring me
1: on here and take Josh Jacobs.
0: Dude, Josh Jacobs. Scroll, at just pic- scroll down a little further. No. We have two picks here. Pat, you <laughs> need to wake up. Josh Jacobs is a smash here. Let me get my <laughs> first share of Josh Jacobs. Someone clip that, please. J- Pat, Pat I have you overruled. need to wake up. Josh Jacobs is a smash here. Pat, you have <laughs> lost your marbles if you don't think Josh Jacobs is a smash here. <laughs> Pat, you are you are off the reservation. <laughs> We're going to get
1: locked out of wide receiver because you had to have a cup of coffee Who, with Josh wh- Jacobs.
0: Which, re- which wide receiver do you want? The Parker. Okay, we'll get him here. That's my point.
1: Look at bro. He's going to take her. Guy.
0: You guys have all, you guys have all lost your minds. If you're not taking Josh Jacobs at pick 95, I will make bets with people on Josh Jacobs outperforming that ADP. Yeah. but Pete, come on, give me a break. The 95. You- I mean, it's
1: with, well, it's within the context of that, that we know the wide receivers are going to get taken this next round too. It's like,
0: but sure, there's no, if
1: we could sit back and get wide receivers. We liked later. I there's no opportunity.
0: There's it. no opportunity. Like I'll make a bet. You want to bet Josh Jacobs, Devonte Parker fantasy points this season. I mean, it's it, you guys, you guys have truly lost your bite. Trust me. I hate these guys more than anyone. Well, it's uh, it's,
1: it's about the two V two though. Right. It's like the Devonte Parker and then the running back. We can scoop later at an insane value. Plus the wide receiver. Right. It, it is.
0: Hang on. We're out. We're out on the clock.
1: Like, okay. Parker got sniped yeah all right um this is kind of what I meant right uh now there's like literally no wide receivers that I want well
0: you you gotta I would
1: you got I would take a running back at this point I mean there's no one left
0: well we took Darrell Henderson that's okay it's fine yeah exactly i i think there is no we have five wide receivers we're going to be able to fill uh with depth i think you guys have lost your mind uh no i the the room is the room is right the because josh jacobs like
1: if we didn't have i mean if we had parker and one of jacobs or henderson
0: there i'd be much i'd feel much better you wouldn't feel better no so the no, I do wish we would have gotten uh, one of the the wide receivers there, but I'm just talking about Josh Jacobs in a value uh, in a vacuum. there there's my uh, one daily quota on it where we we think about the contingent values for the backup running back so much that we are not thinking about the outcomes for Josh Jacobs in contingent scenarios. Last year, Josh Jacobs was going on the one two turn. That was absurd. Basically, nothing has changed this year, depending on how you feel. About Kenyon Drake, there's almost no risk in a, an incredible amount of upside for Josh Jacobs to be the lead back at pick 95. I, I think I think we've gone too far if we're not scooping that up.
1: Yeah, no, I I guess I I'm just pushing back on the idea of at pick 95 mm-hmm. be, because what's going to happen is all the wide receivers who normally go you know after this are going to be gone, and all the running backs who normally go after this are going to be sitting there. So it's like yeah, it just comes down to the two V twos that we're going to be getting later. And I think we're going to prefer the, the one where we took Devonte Parker, like that two V two, I think will ultimately end being better because the, there's going to be some crazy value on a running back. I think, I mean, yes. I guess everyone here is going to ultimately need to take some running backs too. So maybe that's, maybe this was the perfect spot to, to
0: scoop, but it's a, it's a bit dangerous. The mistake was not I I th- here's here I will rephrase. I think the mistake was not doing the receiver first knowing Alhambra wasn't going to take both Mike Davis and Jacob's mm-hmm. or even if he did that was still there so we lock it up. I guess I I mean Josh Jacobs 40 picks after ADP uh is just very yeah, hard you, for me to pass up. You got you just fell in love, man. You tuned that You tuned out the world, and and you got your guy. <laughs> I I will I will happily put my money where my where my mouth is on on that. But I get the I get the context of of this room. Yeah, that's all. That's all.
1: No one's. I I do like what these rooms allow you to do. You can go. I don't know, man. I think Josh
0: Jacobs is a great value at pick ninety five. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, and I really. I don't even necessarily uh, I, I like Mike or uh, Devontae Parker, but I don't think he's like a guy that we're going to lose sleep over, over passing on.
1: No, I, I agree. I mean, he's like the most unexciting wide receiver pick ever.
0: Um, if he gets to us, I think we go Herbert here. Let's see. Yeah, that looks very nice. Again, I, I don't think I've ever seen Herbert this late. No, there
1: oh, he there he goes. Did we he should get have taken st- him over Henderson, probably. Yeah. But we were we were thinking wide receiver running back.
0: Hmm. Let's see. That what other stacks bit. do... I mean, so we still have plenty of stack Lawrence. outs. Lawrence. Uh, Tua. We have Baker. Mm-hmm. I don't even know Oral. if we need to go quarterback here. Uh, do you want to grab a wide receiver? Kind of. Yeah. Um. I would do Crowder. I would do Shepard. Yeah, let's do Shepard. Just play the ADP game a little bit. What are we looking at running back wise? If there's someone very strong, we could just close it out. AJ Dillon. uh, Alhambra is going to take him, though. Um, Yeah, man, the Herbert, the Herbert snipe stings. It really does. Alejandro really using the clock today here.
1: Michael Carter, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I ended up taking him in the big dog uh the other day. Uh and of course he goes AJ Dillon. What are you thinking here? Uh wide receiver. I do Crowder. Crowder, yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been taking uh Tyrell Williams in this spot too. Um oh. although Although now he's banged up a little bit. I, I like Crowder still though. I think Williams
1: I th- is fine. Uh it's just I think it's a minor thing. But yeah, that's a good it's
0: a good spot to take Tyrell Williams too. He all all stuff out of camp is like he's the guy. Did you see the stuff about Brashad Perriman being on the the roster bubble? Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah uh they it was like it was similar to the latavius thing where it was like yeah he might not make the team and they're like he'll probably make the team but this is just trying to illustrate that he's mm-hmm. not having a good camp wow all right i need to get more tyrell he's someone i've
1: i've taken him but it's like i always he's one of those guys that i've sort of taken but then i don't have like a feel for when to take him yet you know what i mean he's not like an enough part of my mix of like i'm like oh this is kind of the tyrell zone
0: yeah, and it uh, – where do you feel – so if Perriman isn't – if he is not a factor, and then you're going to probably have Amon, Ross, St. Brown in the slot, it sounds like it's Cephas and Khalif Raymond for that third spot. Cephas becomes kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, Cephas is really slow, like he had a crazy slow 40, but otherwise he was, he was an interesting prospect. He wasn't in a great prospect, but he's one of those guys where you're like, "Huh, this guy's got some traits that are interesting." So,
0: um, if he gets an opportunity, I would, I would definitely mix him in the 18th round. What is he like? A his profile is at poor man's Diami Brown kind of thing.
1: No, he's he's more of like a possession guy, really. I
0: think. Okay. But, yeah, I'm trying to think who he compares to this year. I always have PTSD from that, uh, the year where Tyrell Williams was going to, you know, be the wide receiver one on the Raiders and then just never did anything at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if I think if when he plays his role as just a downfield deep threat, I think he's he's pretty good. But I mean, all we've ever seen was him kind of uh, losing, you know, targets to someone else, whether that was uh Aguilar or Waller or whatever he just hasn't really materialized but they say he's having a good camp so I don't know
1: what about uh your guy Chris Conley is like a a flyer type he looks yeah. like a big, from the preseason it looked like he there's paths where he ends up being like a, a pretty high target getter for for Houston I don't know
0: yeah get, I closer. I know it, it's hard not to take uh Nico Collins just as mm-hmm. kind of, but that's who I take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we generally get overexcited about these rookies and I don't know, Chris Conley. He's, you know, he became kind of uh, a punching bag for DFSers just as like an air yards guy that was, you know, inefficient at times, but we know he's drawn targets at basically every step of the way. Um, I don't know. I I I don't mind that as a as a late round player. It's just so hard too. Now, like, are you stacking him up with someone? Is it just like a random dart throw? What you know? What are you in? What context of teams are you drafting him? Well, I'm in some 35 round best ball drafts (laughs) over at NFFC, and that would be the context. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's tough to get to some of those guys uh, on underdog uh, with only 18 rounds. Yeah especially too when we're we're generally getting our our eighth wide receiver uh well before the the 18th round or if if, if we get clarity on the situation to the quarterback situation it just gets a lot easier to backdoor stack you know now stuff with the broncos you know grabbing the hamler and, and then going bridgewater now that we have that news i think it it's nice to have that clarity
1: mm-hmm Although I'm still not I'm not including Bridgewater in stacks. Uh
0: I don't trust a, him to hold the job. Really? I I am going to start mixing Bridge, Bridgewater in here. Um Connor looks pretty can nice go to with me. Connor. Yeah, and then
1: we're done at running back.
0: Yeah, done at running back Kamara Jacobs Henderson. Um let's just also just check QB real quick. Um making sure Yeah, Orlando we should has a quarterback. Yeah, we should be good. Who's his quarterback? His quarterback's Dak. He doesn't have Visca.
1: It'd be a bit odd if he went Lawrence here.
0: Yeah. Burrow uh, continuing to slide uh, a very good bit. Uh, You want to lock up Lawrence? Yeah, let's just take Lawrence. We now got the one, four, seven, one. We can push it at tight end with Waller Um, where we have flexibility at quarterback now, and then uh, a couple more uh, wide receiver dart throws. We're going to get to really flex our deep wide receivers here. (laughs) It's going to be Brashad Perriman staring at us at the top of the queue. Yeah, we're not doing that, but.
1: I, you know, I feel, I feel good. I feel like we, we recovered like the Sterling Shepard, Jameson Crowder picks were pretty gross, but the, you know, we kind of made up for like, you get the Josh Jacobs discount and then you have to pay for that with Sterling Shepard and Jameson Crowder reaches. Yes. But all in all, it's probably worth it.
0: No. And I, I I will definitely take the L on. We should have prioritized wide receiver because both rugs and Parker were there in my head. I thought he would split two, and I was like, "Let's get Jacobs. He'll take one of those two and one of the running backs, and then we'll get one of Rugs or Parker." And uh, he made us pay by taking both. So in hindsight, definitely would have done Parker and then gotten one of these running backs. Then this team looks a lot nicer. Uh, I think we were—that that, would have been interesting too. Yeah, uh, but I should have known Alejandro was going to make us pay. Well,
1: good on him. Uh, but, and I will say, I mean, where are you at on Daryl Henderson? Because I mean that. I can't tell if I like it because of like the value in another room. Like it, it's tough to gauge if he was a value in this room, is what I'm saying. But, um, but I'm still kind of in on Daryl Henderson.
0: Yeah. So I've gone back and forth on this. So yesterday when I was reading up on it and thinking about the context of how they lost Raymond Calais, uh, how Daryl Henderson, you know, hurt his thumb or whatever. And they're sitting here thinking like, we literally have. Two healthy running backs and Darrell Henderson on our roster, they had to add a body. So that's the one thing that makes you think, okay, maybe Henderson's fine. This is just depth. But then they use pretty significant draft capital uh to go trade for Sony Michelle. Like they they went out of their way to get Sony Michelle as a as opposed to just signing a dustball free agent. And I think Sony Michelle's skill set is a little scary for Henderson, especially because the role that I think is most ambiguous is who's going to be catching the passes. And Sony's looked pretty good catching pass. So I'm a little more worried about Sony than I was yesterday, but I think most of the risk is completely baked out at around a pick 100 for Henderson. Yeah, although I don't think it was significant. I mean, I think it's, I believe it was a sixth and a fourth. Um, I think it was a fifth and a sixth uh, conditional. Uh, someone said that was like the equivalent of a fourth round pick. Oh, okay, here it is. They get, if it's not a
1: fourth round con- compensatory. So basically, I think what the Patriots did is they said, if you basically let Michelle go and then you'll get a compensatory pick, I guess, cause he was a first round pick or something. There's a comp- somehow the compensatory pick system might award the Rams with a pick. And the Patriots were like, we want that pick. If that comes to pass, we're getting it. Right.
0: What do you so, think here? We're almost on the clock. Uh, I was going to suggest Sammy Watkins and then he goes. Um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, we could take Cole Komet uh, and be done at tight end. Um, Tua did go off the board. So he's gone. We could. We could get Zach Wilson next pick or this pick. What do you think? Um, let's say commit. Yeah, definitely don't have to prioritize commit with Waller. Uh, but uh, there's not really good options, and I think you in these kind of builds you think about Waller as being your flex play each week, and you think about commit as your as your tight end when you do that move. Yeah, I don't love it, but I just like there's there
1: wasn't much here. It's <laughs> like a pretty nice value here and everyone else's.
0: is it's bad. Yeah. So as far as the QB uh, situation, we could uh, we could just lock up Zach Wilson to make sure we have that stack. And then we also will have a backdoor guy with a, a Keelan Cole Denzel Mims type if we want. Yeah, I'm good with that. The I'll, water I'll
1: just cost is, is nil.
0: Yeah, I mean there's some there's some flyers uh I like here, but we can I think we can just stack uh a few of these guys at the end. This will have what three straight uh wide receiver picks at the end with these flyers. Yep.
1: Which I think is all right, right? We got enough guys who are legitimate NFL players.
0: Hmm. That trade had to be updated. Josh said it turned into a 2022 sixth and a 2023 fourth for Michelle. Interesting.
1: The NFL so, said future compensatory selections can't be traded. That's a bummer. The Patriots but, found this cool way to do a trade, and
0: the NFL was like, it, "No." It does sound very Patriots-esque to kind of break the system to where they have to uh, to do it. This is it's the equivalent of uh, when you do the the trade in your league. And then there's like a a Gmail thread that gets capped because everyone's upset with what just happened. And the league has to come out and be like, no, no, no. The commissioner says you can't do that. Patriots. Hmm. We, yeah, I will say as far as, uh, you know, the gross wide receiver selections, the, the chat is, is talking about Colin Johnson, uh, definitely, Uh, a couple good options speaking of jacksonville guys the the one guy who's been getting buzz and was even playing a decent amount in the preseason and i i feel gross saying it but uh philip dorsett has been getting some love on the Jags. come on man i mean desperate times call for deaf desperate measures (laughs) we can't be drafting philip dorsett I'm just saying, if Colin Johnson goes, which there's a very good likelihood he will. You about Uh, to tell John Ross next? What's going on? uh, I like these guys. Um, (laughs) I'm posting the form in the chat once more. This is your final chance to submit your name to win an underdog fantasy hat. The only way to get these hats is via giveaways. Fill it out, and we will do that drawing at the end. All right, let's see let's see what's going on with the board here. All right. You know, it's that kind of draft when Tyron Johnson goes in the 14th round. Yeah. Nico Collins, 1601. Pringles this isn't bad on two rounds.
1: Quez, Quez there looks pretty nice. Yeah. Quez is a starter. I think, I think, Quez yep. is going to ultimately be going in the 14th, 15th round. In real, I saw in real rooms.
0: The blurb I saw was he he was playing in the slot and then it's Smith and Rager outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of an under the radar thing is that Greg Ward is not good. So there's always been kind of a, a path to someone else taking that job. And it's exciting that it, you know, that could be Quez, Um, and then maybe I would hope Quez moves on the outside and they bring in Smith and they bring in Rager and they kind of have some versatility because, Devonta Smith and Jalen Rager could play out of the slot too and and Quez obviously has the speed to play outside so that would be pretty fun if they mix things up a little bit.
0: Well, and is it was it that the hallmark of the Eagles that you were always uh pounding the table about is that the, they love rotating their wide receivers? Uh or did you just mean snaps or actually where they're using them in the field on the field? I meant snaps. They were doing it in a bad
1: way. Like they were doing it in a, a way where Greg Ward was constantly playing out of the slot, and no one else got slot snaps. But then, you know, Alshon Jeffrey's coming off the field, and Travis Fulgham's coming off to the point where apparently Travis Fulgham had like a meltdown, and that's why he was not playing at the end of last year because he was so pissed. Alshon Jeffrey was playing over him, which I kind of get. Um, and then like Rager would would come off the field, so Hightower could come on the field. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have like Tower only run deep routes. They wanted him to be on the field enough so that like the defense didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. But it led to a weird situation where about four or five guys were getting um you know mixed
0: in with, with meaningful snaps. If Fulgum is dust, I mean that that can that rotation should hopefully tighten. Hopefully. Um
1: I say I we think, probably so, get
0: Colin Johnson, lock him oh up. Oh yeah,
1: that's good. Let's get Colin Johnson. The other names that jump out to me here are uh honestly hunter Renfro.
0: <laughs> yeah i've been i've been drafting some Renfro. i mean it sounds like he's locked into three wide receiver sets and yeah. john brown is the odd man out
1: yeah he's a starting wide receiver he was cooking jalen ramsey yeah the other Did thing you see that it, ramsey clip no because there was all the oh, reports that he, yeah, yeah, hunter yeah Renfro was just like toasting jalen ramsey according to the raiders beat writers and then he was like, "I went back and like looked for when I was toasted, and like I can't find anything, guys." <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like, "I tried, like
0: I've I was curious when I was toasted." That's so good. Um, I want to uh, address this question. Uh, if you're reaching that hard for Philip Dorsett, who's going to score under 60 points this year? Uh, blah blah blah. So first of all, I would argue that they're at this stage of the draft in a wide receiver heavy room. There is no reaches on wide receiver. The play with Philip Dorsett is just getting correlation on the quarterback. I much prefer. Uh, Colin Johnson, who we selected. But a few things that I think are important with these late round flyers, getting the correlation either with your quarterback, maybe a bring back stack from weeks 15 through 17. And number two, just the benefit of getting a unique player. Sometimes I was talking with Bime4 on Tuesday. We I was even tossing out, maybe taking Kendrick Bourne in a Mac Jones stack. I know it's gross, but you're getting a player that's going to be owned by less than, you know, one, 2% of the field. And sometimes I think, there's a lot of value in that because the opportunity cost is low and the probability bets of all these guys are fairly similar. So in the same way, Pat has talked a lot about using kind of like the camp reports as your new kind of flavor of the week at running back. I sometimes like doing that with correlated wide receivers, you know, who, who are the guys that are getting some buzz and uh, Philip Dorsett was getting a lot of run, uh in the preseason. So he's he's not a guy I'm pounding the table for. But I don't think that thought process in general is wrong for these tournaments.
1: I also think we're looking for a guy who can get like, you know, like Hunter Renfro, right? We're hoping there's a week in here and maybe like three weeks in here where he has like seven catches for ninety five yards and a touchdown or something. You know, and yeah. that's enough to get in our lineup where I don't think most of the running backs here are going to have a lot of like true spike week potential. I guess it's certainly possible just because of the board that, you know, maybe a running back would make sense with the final pick as like a, a more contingent value play. Um, if wide receivers totally dried up, we don't have to force that.
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't. I, I also think in this build. I know he's you know fallen out of favor, but when we uh, when things have thinned out at wide receiver, I I think grabbing a Denzel Mims uh, can make a ton of sense on a build like this. Yeah, I'd do that. Gerardo points out Tutu Atwell out as well. Yeah, I have. I was talking with Davis with this yesterday. I I have been rotating through uh, Djax, Tutu, and Van Jefferson. I just. I never know which one to take when I'm looking for a Rams wide receiver. I have like no conviction on any of those guys. I can see the case for all of them. I take Jackson um, way more than the other guys. Are you, so just going back to the Denzel Mims thing, What what's your take on that right now with, you know, obviously the three wide receiver sets going to be more Davis and uh, uh, Crowder, but where are you on, on Cole versus Mims? Well, Cole is a guy that they have wanted for
1: years. The general manager really likes Keelan Cole. I think he tried to trade for Keelan Cole, so they land Keelan Cole, and they're excited to get this guy. That coincides with Mims having like a pretty serious like stomach bug, or so he lost a ton of weight. He lost like a bunch of weight, and yeah, he had. It's taken him a long time. Like I think he's just now starting to kind of get back to where he was, and. So he's out there, you know, not like a shell of himself competing against someone they're really excited to get, and then his skill set also doesn't really match what they're trying to do. They don't want a contested catch guy. They want a yards-after-catch guy. So he's kind of behind the eight ball all summer, but I would rather bet on Denzel Mims than Keelan Cole over the course of an NFL season. I mean, you're, you're betting on him to basically impress guys throughout the year and earn more playing time, and then... Like I think the reason to take Denzel Mims here is because we have Zach Wilson and we're like literally doing kind of the DFS version of stacking where maybe in the playoffs Mims is finally emerging as an outside wide receiver. Yeah. Um, And, and we're getting a big spike week out of him and Wilson.
0: Yeah. And even though, uh, even though wide receiver got gross, I mean, this is still how I prefer to build my teams with those double stacks. Like I I do really like having the double stacks uh, at quarterback, especially for quarterbacks like Lawrence and Wilson, who are, you know, there's, there's a black box element to what they're going to be. And if they pay off and help us win this league, I mean, at least one of those wide receivers we drafted with them are definitely coming along for the ride.
1: Yeah. I mean, we might have like DJ shark, I truly don't understand. I mean, I know here it's like you took him 13 picks ahead of ADP. It doesn't look like we've got a value, but we did. We got a huge value on him relative to the other wide receivers that were going. <clears throat> and and you're getting him in like the eighth, ninth round right now in, in these other rooms. I truly don't understand. One of the weird things about this offseason, it feels like if guys aren't practicing, they're all kind of treated similarly. You know, it's like he's dealing with a broken hand. I know there's been some like less than stellar reports about how they feel about him and stuff like, you know, he's played small last year, but he did actually gain a decent amount of weight. Like he took the criticism and changed his body. You know, like it's not – I don't think that he's going to get like phased out of the offense. Um, I wouldn't put the risk of him getting phased out at like 0%, but I don't really understand why there's a huge discount on him because the upside is that he's the – number one wide receiver in an offense that is much more up-tempo than it used to be. I mean, that's... So the other thing with Shark is that he's been playing in slow offenses in Jacksonville. He's one of the holdovers. So he's one of the guys who really stands to benefit if this offense ends up running a lot more plays. And the quarterback play is going to get a lot better. We know that. I mean, that's a lock. So... I don't know. I mean, obviously I love LaVisca. I've taken a ton of LaVisca, but the Shark discount is awesome and I'm scooping it up.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm glad that you've kind of got me uh, back thinking about that. He was definitely a guy I've kind of just pushed down mentally and I, I need to adjust. I think that's something that you have to kind of actively work against because we talk about inertia and getting anchored to the ADPs. Uh, That also happens with us in our own kind of styles of drafting or our micro player takes that we just get anchored to them. And it's really hard to bust out of them unless you're, you know, talking to people and, you know, thinking through a different lens uh on these guys. But I, I'm completely with you. The chark stuff is is probably gone too far. And uh yeah, the people want us to sauce a couple teams. We'll sauce a couple teams here, just to kind of recap on ours. And Pat was completely right, you know, looking at the 2v2 on the thing here. I mean, basically what it ends up being is like a Parker and uh who would it have been? It would have been a Parker, AJ Dylan versus yeah. jacob sterling shepherd and obviously uh we took the l on on that 2v2
1: no actually i don't know i, I think i'm okay with jake i'm okay with the jacob side there
0: yeah i, if there I was mean, a better I,
1: wide receiver if it was like if we had just gotten even kind of a little bit above that um like if it was elijah moore or Terrace marshall uh then i think clearly we we want the wide receiver early side but Shepard's fine. Shepard and Parker aren't that different.
0: Yeah. Um, But overall, uh, other than that kind of misstep, uh, I, I really like this team. Like I said, we have the double stack. We have a concentrated bet on the Raiders. And the other thing we did well, I think is, you know, sometimes when you do these, you know, true zero RB builds and you're just getting monster wide receivers, there's no really room for the Sterling Shepard Crowder Renfro types in your lineup because they're not meaningfully contributing to the flex in a build like this, where we did feel a little thin at wide receiver in the middle. I think having those kind of high volume slot receivers is a really good way to kind of boost the the floor of your team.
1: I agree. Yeah. We were looking for, I mean, we're, we're, Swinging for singles with Crowder and Shepard and Hunter Renfro. But like those singles will help this team um, in ways that it probably wouldn't help a lot of the teams that we build. I'm going to take the L on the Josh Jacobs thing. I actually yeah. think you were right. I think Josh Jacobs was the pick there because Devonte Parker isn't that different than... Jamison Crowder and
0: I love so how we that. completely swung around because I, I don't want to stop taking the L on it. And now you do Casey. You need to justify taking a, a guy in Deandre Swift in the early fourth. Who's now routinely falling later than that. And uh, has a very bad groin injury who the head coach doesn't even know what kind of load he's going to be able to take in a wide receiver, heavy draft room. So you go to justifying that Casey. I'll sauce the shit out of you. Uh, who you else? We wants- lost your marbles. If you don't think <laughs> the Josh Jacobs pick was good. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Um uh Alex wants us to sauce him. We'll sauce a few teams here. Uh he, I don't saucing the 101 teams. Okay, I don't like three quarterbacks with Dak right off the bat. Uh, yeah, running backs don't like that fine. Wait, what uh, the running, backs? running backs, CMC, Carter, Dylan, Madison.
1: So one thing I'll say is that knowing the room you were in, what I would have done, and what you did was fine at running back, but what mm-hmm. I would have done is um I would have skipped probably one of Carter and Dylan and then played it like super late, like taking that pick and then taken two flyers. So done like kind of a hero running back build, grab a fifth running back, but not, although maybe the wide receiver opportunity cost was essentially none when you took them. But that's, that's generally like when I have CMC, I'm trying to keep like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really ever go like CMC Carter and Dylan these days. Yeah. What do you got on that beat? Uh, yeah. Uh
0: yeah. I I think CMC just kind of gives you uh, a get out of jail free card for almost whatever you want to do at running back. And I I I think these four are completely fine in that. Yeah, context. it's a, it's a
1: nice builder around CMC. I just I'm kind of trying to think like can I can I keep the cost even lower? You know, yeah.
0: at running back. To me, the the one thing I just switch is is Winston to a, a ninth wide receiver uh, mm-hmm. in this build. Uh, I, I get the, I think I also don't mind pushing it with just Goddard and Gisecki, Uh, but I see he had the double bye week. So he wanted to cover that, but I also, think the main th-
1: pick yeah. one forty four. I mean, it's a, it's a cheap Goddard share. I, I, I would go, I would have gone three tight ends. Yeah. There, I think with a big discount on Goddard. And then you're like, you know, I only spent like two bucks, three bucks on this guy.
0: Yeah, I like the double with Kirk there. And then I think you're, yeah, you're just done. You you turn Winston into a wide receiver and you're, you're good to go. Um, let's see. We'll sauce a couple teams. I'm not going to be able to max the puppy three. As you can see here, I'm, I'm going to be already stretched then trying to get in big dogs and finishing out best ball mania too. So I'm probably done with puppy threes unless I get really hammered one night and uh, want to fire one. Uh, let's see who else wanted, who else wanted clay wants the sauce. Clay, can Clay handle the sauce here? And then we'll do uh we'll do the giveaway. Lance and Darnold, uh, which is a very popular quarterback mm-hmm. combo. I believe there's been tweets about how Sam Darnold is the perfect quarterback to pair with Trey Lance. Yeah, You've someone been won't shut up
1: about that, and uh <laughs> and now
0: everyone's on. <laughs> uh Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Ronald Jones, Justin Jackson. I think that's a, a very nice uh running back room there. Me too. Uh, more Ayuk, Williams, Hardman, Terrace Marshall, Diami Brown, Palmer, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Moore, Richie James, Kittle, and Tunyon. So he gets the double stack with Lance. He gets the double stack with Darnold. Uh, I think oh triple stack with Darnold. Uh, triple stack with with Lance. Um, I don't know if Darnold is the kind. I'm I'm open to triple stacks on truly elite. Offenses. I don't know if the Panthers are a team I want to super stack at wide receiver.
1: Yeah, it's not something I'm really looking to do either. Um, but I guess what was the other stack? It, the Robbie,
0: 49ers. He? he tacked on Richie James. Okay, but he
1: got Terrace and DJ. But he, he David, Moore. David Moore. David Moore. Yeah, I mean David yeah. Moore. It's like if it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be looking to do Robbie DJ and Terrace. Just because of the price, right. But, you know, you could be looking at just like a big week
0: from Darnold at the end and DJ Moore. Yeah, pays off that. The other thing I wouldn't do here is, uh, so what we did, we had Waller, and then we did take Komet, uh, later than this. I mean, like sixty picks later and a few picks after ADP. When you have Kittle, you've been kind of given the gift of to just wait for your second tight end at basically any point. So I think reaching ahead of ADP in this kind of room, for your second tight end is probably not optimal. The other thing I'll
1: say is that together, Mike Williams, Michael Hardman and Terrace Marshall are like, okay for your three, four and five. But like any one of those guys is a pretty weak wide receiver three. So I would have liked that pick to have been a wide receiver because then you get like that group plus a wide receiver there. Plus Diami Brown, that feels pretty good wide receiver three through seven but as it stands, I feel like you're kind of missing. You're missing like one wide receiver in that exact range.
0: Right. Yes. This. Uh. The these drafts they. Uh. They mess with our heads. Uh. They throw. Uh. ADP out the window. Crowder. Like, where do we get Crowder? Like Crowder or Shepard? Like I think a Crowder or Shepard would have
1: been nice on this team. I know it's gross, but.
0: Yeah, we took Crowder at pick one twenty-two. So yeah, in that similar range. All right. We are going to do the giveaway here for the hat. Compliments of our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. If you guys are getting new or are new to the best ball streets here, you can sign up on Underdog promo code Pete. You get $25. Your min deposit's 10 So you're getting a free $15 on Underdog there relative to your buy-in. Not too shabby. Um, let's do the wheel spin here. And also I should mention guys, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to do a draft with a randomizer draft with Silva tonight. Uh, I haven't heard back from him after we had a a scheduling snafu. I'm trying to get that scheduled. Uh, I'm either going to be scrambling to find a guest or Silva and I will probably be doing it in late afternoon, early evening. Uh, so let's cross our fingers that that works out. And then Pat and I, are doing our main event draft that we mentioned earlier with Gretsch and Crack Rock tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern on Ship Chasing. You can just type in Ship Chasing into YouTube. You'll find the channel. We're streaming drafts all the time. It will be fun. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. The winner of a hat, could it be Phil? Could it be Phil? It's Phil. Phil wins. That's Phil. All right, I need to apparently block some spam in the chat. Uh, Pat, tell the people what you have going on at NBC Sports Edge.
1: Yeah, NBC Sports Edge. uh, Next Tuesday, going to have Rich Rebar on a good football show. Tuesday at 2.30 Eastern, we stream live to YouTube. Um, Obviously, iTunes, wherever else for the podcast. We're going to be talking about kind of the hinge points of the 2021 season. Like the does Antonio Gibson catch passes? Because then if he does 2021 is completely different or does Austin Eckler get a goal line role? Cause if Austin Eckler gets a goal line role, like this season, that's it's like, it flips the season on its head to use one of your favorite expressions, Pete. Um, so that's going to be a fun topic. Uh, Roto Pat, Rich Rebar and I will be talking about that. And then I'm also uh, working on the legendary upside article uh, finale, where I actually apply the legendary profile to the early round running, early round running backs and figure out who I think can, or who are the best targets for trying to hit these running back seasons that truly win you your league.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I assume it's just going to be a two word article that says uh, Antonio Gibson with the implication that you just take him in every single draft.
1: You just take him in every single draft. And if you draft anyone else, you're a fraud and uh, it's pretty, actually it's pretty simple article. I don't
0: know why I've been uh, having it in the hopper so long since it's literally just two words. There you go. There you go. Ask ask Rich about Devonta Smith because they took them in their main event draft last night. Davis said Rich was high on him, and I need some confirmation bias on our Devonta Smith selection from last night.
1: Yeah, I wonder if one of them, you know, like the Eagles end up passing a lot. That could be like a a hinge point as well because everyone's assuming kind of a low volume hurts. You know, there's not a ton of optimism about anyone else but Smith. And then if they pass a lot, then obviously Smith could smash. Uh, if he, if he's able to transfer the talent he just showed. So that's another interesting one.
0: Yes. Uh, so check out that, uh, in Pat's forthcoming articles on NBC sports edge, the 12 days of best ball will roll on tomorrow. Uh, actually two best ball streams, uh, going to be doing one on splash play with Chris Spags. We, uh, we can't just do regular draft streams though. So we're going to, for some reason we're eating an entire pizza while doing a draft. So that will be interesting. And then I'm also doing a best ball draft with Liam, my chess coach, and we are going to do Pat hand in brain chess and hand in brain best ball draft. So he's going to be my brain for chess and tell me the, the, the position or the piece to use. And then I make the move and I'm going to be the brain for the draft. Tell him the position and he picks the player. And we're going to do these simultaneously.
1: <laughs> when is this? i have got this to watch tomorrow. this. is
0: Tomorrow. yeah it's gonna be a shit show so two drafts uh tomorrow uh and then saturday i booked uh jen eakins from four for four for a morning stream yeah so she's gonna come on at 10 a.m and we'll keep these keep these rolling pat and i doing drafts over on main event hope you guys have a great day and hopefully i'll see you guys later this afternoon for a stream with evan silva i'll keep you posted in the discord